Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Snipers. Hi! Happy 420. Um, my mom's birthday's pretty soon. It's actually Karin's birthday today. Uh, up in Alaska, musher, whole thing. So happy birthday to Karin on 420. I'm kind of excited. Uh, plan came together. Uh, we were talking about... I've talked about this a bunch. So no surprise, and I'm not trying to sell it to anybody. Nothing like that. I've mentioned many times, I'm a fan of the Valkyrie. Now, I'm not trying to get you to buy one or do anything like that. I've already bought up all the ammo, and it's going to disappear. You know, I know it's... But my thing is, I'm seeing, like, potential, especially in the bolt gun world. So if you're kind of just popping on or didn't go back and listen to any of the Valkyrie stuff, I had a Bighorn Origin... A barreled action put together with a Bartlin gain twist barrel, dropped it in an AI chassis, and I used that Valkyrie, shot it to a mile beyond all those different things. Gun's really accurate, works really well. Now, early on, I learned with the gain twist barrel and the Valkyrie, and this kind of goes into a combination of things. Gain twist, the 22 cals, um, and then the Valkyrie in particular, because that's where I'm focused right now. So, that everybody was having problems and what was the first thing everybody complains about or what's the, where is their diagnosis so valkyrie comes out and i'm going to get into this in a second but the valkyrie comes out everybody jumps on the bandwagon and it's in the ar platform right so they want to make an ar and and all that and people are having problems so immediately they go to twist rate. Oh, the twist rate's wrong. It should be a seven, no, six and a half. And it's not the twist rate. It's really the speed in combination with it. But it was a combination of factors that were a problem. Now, my issue was, and why I think this is a miss, and people are asking me about the six millimeter arc. And I think the six millimeter arc has the potential to go down the same road. They just kind of under hyped it compared to the valkyrie so the problem is is they're saying hey i got this caliber the valkyrie the arc it's specific to push your your small frame ar further so they basically design these or, or acted like they designed these cartridges specifically for small frame ar and to push it out well, the problem, like with the Valkyrie, what we know, what we're seeing, is they limited the speed. This is the same problem with the 6 arc. okay? It's slow. And then, you know, we put them in the bolt guns and we grab some of that speed back, and these things are hammering. So if you ask me where was the cartridge misfire, is they sort of focus these two cartridges in the small frame world pushing it at 2700 and it's like no man that's not right and that's why you see these 25s 24s 26s 27 and in those calibers you're all running around 2700 feet per second these calibers should have been pushed well the arc not as much but the 22 for sure around 29 i mean you there's there's there is an argument to say both of them should have been focused for 2850 2850 i'm telling you is a sweet spot for a lot of stuff we do and instead they dropped it down they didn't pressures and this and lego guns and we don't know what we're what and you want to get an ar to run 
So you sub it down. It's the same thing like black when when the Mark 11 came out and, you know, it was like 308 AB39 or it's before the AB39 kind of stuff. But the military 118 MLR or yeah, MLR 118 LR 118 LR. Sorry, I'm like MLR. I got all these acronyms and similar shit in my head. Anyway, that stuff used to go like 2600 to 2650. Well, then the gassers came and they sort of downloaded it and they figured out with the Mark 11, we want 2575 is like the sweet spot. So what they try to do is tune a specific platform using the ammunition. And because this was going military, you know, you can go to the military and say, hey, retune our ammo to this for our guns. But for us, we want more speed wins right? Speed wins. And so by them focusing on this 2700 and not 29, I think they did a disservice. So we have this misfire. We have all these problems. Wife went out and through Roberts and I've talked to, we talked about Chris Roberts and cameo out here in this stuff. And Roberts is shooting the Valkyrie bolt guns and we've seen great success. I mean, anecdotally, so Roberts and, and Rance and those guys, CR2, they got a Valkyrie as a loner gun. And this was early on the first class I did with him in Texas. First time guy comes into class and one guy shooting the loner gun. And in the same little kind of bay on the tower, a guy next to him is shooting an accuracy international, uh, AE one with a 20 inch barrel. The Valkyrie was better. And Chris at the time was like, hey, I got this federal. Look at this, my bolt gun. He grabs the 90 grain stuff and it's just your throwaway. And he's like, look, and he runs it through the guns and he's like crossing his fingers. He goes, I hope this replicates. Boom, boom, boom. Dude, he's got an SD of seven. And it's like, whoa, he's got an SD of seven. The rounds are good. And the gun shot fantastic in class. And we had wins and everything, and it tracked with a 168, 308, no problem. Fast forward, we're digging, digging it. Student buys that gun from him. He builds another. We're out at Cameo just recently. And so, he, he, you know, he's shooting his other one out at Cameo, and he's getting hits at 1,200. This stuff's working. And he's not struggling. You know what I mean? He understands the caliber, and it's not struggling. And this is in the bolt gun, not a gasser. So... All right, so I'm doing stuff, meet with the Dave Thomas guys. There's the hoplite thing. I'm down at the uh, expo and one of the guys in Massey's gun shop in Enrique. I should read you the story because it's funnier and I probably can't remember it, but I can go and read it later or something, but what I wrote. But anyway, so Enrique down there with Massey guns, South of Rifles only, South Texas, Dave Thomas, everything. Hey, man, we got a Valkyrie bolt head. You want it. We can make one. Because they're, they're working the 223s, right? Remember, I was down there with Gilbert and those guys, 223s, and they, and they had the 223 for the AI. So they played with it here and there. They're trying to work the lugs. So he's got one. Enrique's the, you know, little guy living by the Rio Grande there, fucking, you know, squatting by a fire, filing on the parts and shit. And my story's funny on Sniper's Hide. You need to go find it because I wrote it kind of really comical. Like I said, maybe I'll crap it before I end this and and I'll read it. But um, so I get a bolt body, buy a spare bolt body 308, 
Go to Mile High, order a barrel. At the time, I just grabbed one off the shelf. They had a proof there um, that was right where I needed it, and the price was right. And they're like, hey, we got this. We could do. I'm like, yeah, just give me that. I want to just knock this out. So I get a proof steel barrel, no problem. We're finishing it to 24 inches, threaded the whole thing. Seven twists. I'm not sweating those other twists, right? Now, gain twist is the, is the fucking bomb. But I didn't do that. I went a straight twist just to kind of show don't worry about it. Boom. Adam spins it up, calls me up this week. Hey, your gun is done. The gun's done. Woohoo. Yeah, baby. We got it done. So I go in there. I didn't bring my mags. And the mags, because it's an AX, right? It's my AI AX. Those mags are a hassle, man. Double stack, hooks, the whole thing, the little piece on the front, blah, 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 blah. But I can I can get a single stack MDT to fit. But I got to move material. Now, my bighorn, I'm using MDTs, right? MDT, single stack mags. Um, they got Valks. They got BRs. They got the 223. All those work for the Valkyrie. I'm shooting a 223 right now. You know, some people, well, it doesn't have enough rounds. Does this change mags? Whatever, dude. I mean, I'm throwing these in. And even Enrique say, the way he designed this guy up in the in the um, the bolt face and everything, all you got to do is drop that round on the mag and it runs. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about it missing, hitting, doing anything like that. I can speed load them by just tossing them in. So that's what I'm doing yesterday. I go to the range. Winds here are crazy again. Playing 18 to 12. I got all this fucking wind. It's like, God damn, man. I, I mean, we're, we're getting pounded here. It actually, the wind actually took my weather meter. I have a weather station, little meter, right? They're what, about a foot? And they mount on a pole and everything. So I mounted it on a vent on the house, right? Not my hat place. So I just went up and on a vent. And the wind was so strong, it blew my weather meter, which was clamped to a vent pipe off Uh, because the vent pipes are like a plastic now rubbery and they're not perfect but it blew it off so we got those winds and I'm like nah I want to go out end of the week is going to be worse so I had to get right out and shoot it so I run a mile high I pick up the gun go over with Adam Adam's explaining it to me Adam did a great job um put it together beautifully and it's really just comes down to the mags now I pop that MDT in and I can get it but there's this little piece that sticks up in the back and sort of there. Hang on, I got a burp or sneeze or something. Anyway, um, in, in, in sort of the back of those of those um, step mags, you know, for the smaller cartridges, they have that plastic sort of frame, if lack of a better word. And the frame is in the way because the AI has the other lugs. You know what I mean? In the big horns, it works because two lugs are coming out in the side and you're just picking up on the bottom. Now I got another lug in there that sticks down and it hits. So I'm like, all right, I probably can move some material. So odds, I'm going to order some mags up. Mags are really all I have to fix. And I think even probably I can get somebody like a Tyler Kemp, uh, MKM or whatever that is, the uh, 3D printer dude. I probably can get him to make a follower or something or, you know, cut something out of Delron or whatever. But I, I it's just a follower because I can lock the rounds into the mag and they'll stay and everything will be fine. But as soon as you start running them, two will pop up because when you release the one side, the other side will come up with the double stack mag. Uh, there's not enough uh, 
you know, uh, of the feed lips to hold it. So anyway, I'm single feeding it and I'm running it through. And, you know, there's this ammo thing. And Mile High don't have any Valkyrie except for like the 75 grain stuff. And the 75 grain stuff works great to about 600. And then it falls apart really fast. You know, so you can nail six, seven hundred right in there. No problem. It's almost point of aim, point of impact. I mean, it's just like shooting a six millimeter in an event type of deal. But then after that, it falls apart. But 75 grain American Eagle is eight dollars a box when you can get it. You know what I mean? But now, you know, we're in this fucking weird place in the world and fucking everything is crazy. But. $8 a box, you know, so that's why you see me kind of go to Alaska with it. Hey, guys, I'm coming up. Get me some Valkyrie because even in Alaska, nobody's using the Valkyrie and it's on the shelf. And, you know, this somebody like I get a lot of people asking because they're seeing me do the Valkyrie. Hey, what about the Ark? And I don't have a lot of answers for you with what's going to happen. I can't. My crystal ball is a little cloudy, you know, but I will say this. Like, I go into Mile High every week. I'm looking at what's going on. I can't get Valkyrie there, so I'm, I'm resourcing. But there's a ton of arc. There's a ton of 6-millimeter arc on the shelf. Now, that's either going to say, one, the guns aren't out there yet, or two, nobody's buying it, or three, it's a combination of both, and nobody wants to take the leap of faith because they fucked up with the Valkyrie, and this is almost a similar situation. But anyway, get past that. So... I'm out, put everything together, get it, and I need ammo. So Roberts, man, he's like, hey, dude, I found some ammo. And I'm like, really? Where'd you find? He's like, dude, I found it, and it's fucking cheap. And I'm like, no kidding. I'm like, yeah. And and so I go, he goes, yeah, it's Mark Seconds. Now, apparently, because somebody came up, that Federal in their employee store, store, store will mark it with a sticker on it. So you're buying it out of the store, and it doesn't look like a retail package per se. Well, Chris finds it and he goes, dude, it's marked up, fucked up. It's giving you disclaimers and warnings and telling you you're going to shoot 2M away because you gassers. You're going to shoot 2M away and don't buy this ammo. It sucks. But we got a bunch of it. It's like, Chris, what do you what do you got? And he's like, dude, I'm buying it and I'm running it through my bolt guns and the numbers are money. He goes, they just slapped the fucking sticker on it because they don't want the hassle. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I said, all right. So I go in and I order 10 cases. I got 10 cases. They're 150 bucks a case. And I'm running around telling everybody 15 cents. Another 15 bucks a box. Anyway, it's still cheap. Right? It's still cheap. And you can't find it. And now everything's up. Like, what's a bottle? Uh, what's a, a box of um, uh, 6.5 Creed? Like, $36 or more. 45 bucks. Right? No, 25. We're at 45. But if I can get Valk at 15. Dude, that's like 15 cents a round if you're asking me. I got a 1,000 rounds here. I paid fucking 15 bucks. I'm fucking 15 cents a round. My math is good. Don't worry about it. So I ordered 10 cases. He's like, hey, man, you shoot that ammo yet? I said, nah, I took that gun apart. I'm waiting for this thing. I had to put a scope back on, and then I got that other one being built. Oh, all right. So, yeah, did you shoot that yet? Nah, not yet, and the wind's been bad, and everything's nasty, and things are fucked up. I ain't done it yet. He's like, all right, so now... Valkyrie's done, go out, bust into that ammo, and first thing I do, I need a control subject, right? I didn't bring my gasser, because I already know there might be issues with the gasser. My gasser loves the 88s anyway. If I got to find some 88s or something, it even loves the 75s, 
Like, whoa, puts them in one hole. But again, I'm limited on my range with those guys. So anyway, I take my bighorn, put it together, zero it up, and now I'm checking it. I got chronograph, I got my numbers, I got all my stuff happening. 2781 average. 2781, almost 2800 out of a 90 grain bullet. Good. That's good, man. If I can hit that 28 or right there, man, that's fucking money. 2781. I'll take it. I'm one tenth off my 28. Right? 25 feet per second per tenth. I'm one tenth off. So I'll take that guy. 27. My SDs are seven. 7.7, almost eight. This is the bad ammo. Right? So, I take that stuff. Thanks, Federal, for fucking dumping it. I'll take it. So, anyway, I run it, and I'm, I'm checking it. It's shooting five-eighths, and I'm not even trying. And the wind's cranking. I got eight to 12 gusting. The target board's moving. Boom. So, here I go, and it's grouping great. Zero up, take it, and the thing's hammering. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Now let's go to the AI and zero that guy up. Zero up the AI and it's nearly identical. I mean, that proof is shooting good. I'm digging on that barrel. Thanks, guys. And and I'm doing this stuff, you know, and, and I'm like at 100. So now I go and I'm playing with it. I added that KGM suppressor. My KGM suppressor's cleared. One day short of a year for those KGMs to clear pre-e-file. This was not an e-file, but I did those KGMs that they did the group buy on and Sniper's Hide. My 6 mil and 6.5 cleared one day short of a year. FYI'd. So if you put it in that way, that's what's going on there. So now comes the time. All right, man, let's do this thing. And I'm really loving how the AI shooting. I mean... The mag right now is the only issue, but I could just drop those rounds in and boom, they're going and the thing's hitting even in the wind. I'm like, well, okay, so, hey, let's see what it groups now. So I shoot two, little targets are hit. I shoot three, little targets are hit. I go to four and I went out and painted everything, just half-ass painted, but I wanted to clean it up because everything was dirty. Nobody'd been on the range or touched anything um, in a while, paint-wise, and people have been using it. And so... I just threw a light coat of some leftover paint on a bunch of stuff just so I can have an idea. And if I had to film, I didn't bring hardly any cameras. The winds were too strong, you know, and it was like, that's why I filmed. There's actually a video on Sniper's Hide right now that I did on my phone and it it's just ass. But it was like I had my phone and I was giggling. So I go to 400 and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a half mil of wind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And boom, boom, boom. I stack it up and I'm like, boom. First round, center punch. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking nice. Right above, I mean, touching the top of the water line, right where I want it, fucking lollipop, boom, right there. Boom, boom, boom. I shoot like three, four rounds. They're stacked. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty fucking good, man. And I'm now I'm not like, because I'm not really trying, but they're fucking stacked. So I'm like, ooh, there's something going on here. I transition, I go at it, used one eight for that. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to put 2.5 on the gun. So I dialed 1.8 for 400, right on it. 
2.5 I put on, and I'm like, let's see what 2.5 will do. I get a little bit more win. Maybe I'm like an 8 tenths a win there, I think. Um, about 8 tenths. A little bit more win. Boom, boom. I fucking fire off two rounds. They're on top of each other. It looks like one little oblong mark, probably about an inch, at 500. Dead fucking center. I was like, holy shit, this is good. Now I'm laughing. I'm like, fucking school kid. Nobody's out there with me. It's just crazy. I'm like, right? Giggling and shit. I'm like, oh man, this thing is like good. You know, so we're doing that and I'm shooting boom, boom, boom. So now I'm like, all right, six. What am I going to do at six? I cleaned up those plates. I got an Ipsic and I just threw a little cross in the middle of the plates out there. I'm going to use a mill. I use 0.8 or so. I'm going to use a mill here and um, put that on. First round, I fucking fire it. And it's like cutting the fucking vertical and horizontal on that X like fucking perfect. I mean, if... I had a BNT AccuShot spade target. I would have won. And this was at 600 yards. Now my jaw's on the ground. I'm driving out there. I'm filming. I'm like, oh my God. I stop everything. I go, one, I start off, I'm shooting the Valkyrie on the Bighorn. I'm shooting the Bighorn. I'm going to go with the Bighorn, not the Valkyrie. Both are Valkyries. I'm shooting the Bighorn. So I put the six millimeter KGM suppressor on the, the big horn. Brrr. I, I, I originally had a silencer co harvester on that guy, but I took the harvester due to the break part of it off. I figured I wasn't going to go ears. So I just got those KGMs. I put the six millimeter. I don't necessarily like to pair like this is a six millimeter can. This is a six, five can. I'd almost rather just have all 30 cals and not try to manage them. You know what I mean? But anyway, I take the six millimeter can and put it on because it's a little bitty guy. Put it on the Valk, on the Bighorn. Put it on the Bighorn. I shoot my stuff. I chronograph. I do my groups. I test everything. I see how that ammo shoots and I'm happy. And like right away, I transition over to the AI. I just reached up, grabbed that suppressor. I got no cover on it. I got nothing. And, it, and it's warm, but it's not hot. And I take it off by hand with no cover. Screw it on to the, to the AI. And that's the key, man, is no barrel heat. The thing doesn't get hot. Heat's not our friend. So, I mean, I'm excited. So now, now I'm like, man, I'm enjoying it. I go out there, I drive back and forth, I'm going out 600, I'm looking, I'm bitching, I'm like looking at myself going, motherfucker, why didn't you just bring a GoPro? Like, why couldn't you have a GoPro out here? All you need is a damn GoPro, and I didn't bring it. I was like, I got six GoPros. I didn't bring one to stick on the target so you could see me shooting them and hitting them, because it was impressive. I was like psyched. I was like, this round rocks, and it's going to be dead. It's just like, it's, it's, it's marketing I get, but it's a focus on like, let's run this through this instead of saying, how does this work in a well-rounded capacity? What directions can we go? What do we see with a bolt gun? What do we see with an AR? 
And is there some sort of hybrid in between? And, and what are we looking at? 16 to 18 inch, 20 to 24 inch. Where are we going? Where is our performance? And I really think they screwed up in that velocity being down just a tick. I want, I want like 150, 200 more. And I really don't even need that. Like out of the bolt gun, 100 would do. And if you gave me 100 in the bolt gun, and you give me a little 50 or 75 and an AR, I think you got a winner. And the problem was, we, you know, we kind of said, hey, do you want to do this and relaunch? Can we look at this? Because this is what the guys are doing. We talked about the Mexican match, you know, when, when I was talking with Roberts about it. And, you know, guys are pull out this bullet, put in this bullet, and they're increasing the velocity because they're going from like, go like from the 90s or the 88s, to the 75 or the 80 or the 85. So if you drop it down and make do a Mexican match with this stuff with an 85.5 or something, you're going to bring those numbers up and you got a great BC on the 85.5. See, because here's that balance I talk about. You know, I, I like, because I say, you know, 6.5 Creed doesn't really want to go here unless you're hand loading and doing this and doing that and doing this. So in my mind, you know, we look at the 130 class and we look at up to like 136. And in the back in the day, you know, a Laplouis stopped at 139. But now we go all the way up to the 50s, right? 153 and stuff like that. So in my mind, if we took this guy and we sort of sped it up by that little bit of measure, because the the 85.5 from Berger. It's like almost the same BC. Now, I don't have the numbers in front of me or nothing like that, but I know it's super close, if not nearly identical. So, Berger's 85 has like the same BC as Sierra's 90. And it's like Lapua's 136 has like the same BC as Hornaday's 140. You know what I mean here? But those four grains here and there, and those grains were saving the weight gives us that little more velocity we want in some of these rounds like velocity. And now, you know, I only say this to kind of go where we're seeing that success in like the 22 Creed more and those Wildcats that the guys are wanting to play with now because they know if they go to like a 22 Cal and get it or close to that 29, 29, 50, 3,000, those bullets like that, and it'll work. So that's where you're seeing that. Now, the problem is, is your brasses and your things. And, you know, with the Valkyrie, we're looking at a barrel life around 6,000. That's from the factory. You know what I mean? So say you hand-loaded it and got 5,000 out of it. How fantastic is that? That's two seasons worth of shooting. And for like kids and women, and if you're building a gun up for somebody, now I don't know what you're going to do with the ammo. I mean, maybe there's like seven cases left and maybe more will come out because I really don't see them putting out this kind of stuff. The better. I see the 75. I don't see the 90 as much because there was that misfire and people had a problem and it's all geared toward gassers. And the 75s worked in the gas guns. Mine shot them at one hole. Like, I literally, the first time I shot the 75s, I moved my aiming point because I went, what's going on? 
because I thought I was like subject to these, you know, shotgun patterns because I like shot and the hole appeared. Then I shot again with my fucking JP and nothing changed. And I went, wait a minute. And then I shot again and I'm like, nothing changed. So then I moved my aiming point up a little and I just kind of went to the top of the thing and boom. And there the bullet hole came out of that one whole group. I was like, what? And I did in front of students online and it was like crazy. So, you know what I mean? It shot that good, but not everybody gets that performance. And so I don't know, like I can't find Hornaday 88. And I know there's some people out there that have bought stuff and been offering it to me. Hey, I'll show you what I got. And I'll take some of that because I'd like to play with the 88s again a little bit more, see what the velocity does and see the comparisons. But I don't, like I said, I don't want anybody thinking to go out and do this. Don't follow my lead in this way, except to say, what are we looking at with 22 caliber? Forget my parent case. Just think of my caliber. And maybe where things are going and what are we learning? How are we, you know, like I talked about before, you know, I got, I got a six mile an hour gun to friggin' 600. Then I got a five mile an hour gun to 800. And then I got a four mile an hour gun to 1200. You know what I mean? Thousand, something like that. And, and, and as long as I think of it that way, it does okay. Because it can get kind of weird and jumpy. You know what I mean? Like, there will be a spot where it sort of breaks the trend. Excuse me, I got burps. It breaks the trend and then it sort of retrends for a short amount of time. Like, you'll get, you know, 600 yards of a trend. Then you'll get 400 yards of a trend. And then you'll get 200 yards of a trend. You know what I mean? And that's that bullet slowing down, which, to their credit, is why Sierra banded BCs. And if you take Sierra's model and ban those BCs, from here to here, I got one. From here to here, I got two. And from here to here, I got three. And that's how I see those twenty-two calibers, but out here in the big winds, because it's the wind. But the speed, I mean, if you're pushing that guy short, fat, and flat, short, fast, and flat, little bitty number, you know, oh, I only need six mils to a thousand. Super great on your speed, and you'll buck the wind until you don't. And, you know, I don't know. I know we can do the same thing with the six millimeter arc, but in my mind, a six millimeter absolutely wants 2850. A 22, maybe. I think the 22 wants more, but you know, there's some calibers like a 308, a 30 cal, where you're okay a little bit slower. But like to get the performance we want, I it, it I know they tell me it transfers well, but I don't see it transferring that well in these wins. And to me, that's sort of that factor where maybe if I go back east and I'm kind of, or even Alaska, if I go to Alaska range where I'm lucky to get a two mile an hour wind, you know, the air is relatively thick. The BC is going to do something. 
I would, what I really need to do is bring a six millimeter arc to Alaska. I know what the Valkyrie does there. I need to bring an arc to Alaska to see what that air will do to it, you know, um, and, and see what those reduced velocities do versus a six millimeter that I'm, I'm, I'm hammering with. Cause I mean, out here, I am not a six millimeter fan in Colorado. And some of that is that everybody sort of subbed it down to that 2850. Now, if I take my six Creedmoor and I'm closer to the 29s, which the Creedmoor is, I do okay. But anything that I noticed a little bit less, even like we did the Nebraska class, we had, um, you know, and I, and I got, um, I think it's, God, one of the Caleb's is building me a six GT right now. It should be on the way home. I got a 6GT on the way of barreled action. I rebarreled my um, 6mm that I nuked, my Creedmoor. I rebarreled a 6mm Creedmoor that we burnt out, uh, Defiance action and all that, to a GT. And so maybe take that guy and see what it does. But, uh, you know, I it's wind, it's weight, it's where you're going, you know. Ah, but it's still good stuff. We're in, the way I see it is, is here's what happened with that stuff. Both the Valkyrie and the Ark. I mean, I know there's sort of a, there's an underlying military group that wants to play this game, you know, like we've talked about. Well, you know, I don't want to dial. I just want to kind of bounce the reticle and shoot shit. And, and they want to do things. Some want to do it to 800. Some want to do it to 600. And that sort of pushed this, give me something small in a small frame that I could be lethal with to here. Because here's the thing. The AR world sort of went stagnant, right? During the wars and everybody was doing the, you know, the Pat Rogers, the whiz bangs, and you got the T-Rexes and the guys doing transitions and whiz bangs and stuff. And they were doing carbine. Carbine handgun, carbine handgun, carbine handgun. You know, contractor shuffle. Guys are dancing with guns in front of their face, right? And they're doing a little fucking get off the X dance. It's kind of like the new craze. I don't have any disco music. Otherwise, I would disco music it. But they're getting off the, you know, workspace, get off the X, dance, shuffle, right? And transition. But that's all inside the house, right? So everybody was inside the house. But then, like... You know, we had fucking, I don't know, weirdness happen, political politics, this, that, the other thing, wars change, focuses adjust, guys are in handgun mode right now, playing all handgun stuff because everybody's lit up with red sight or red dots. So then you go to SHOT Show and it's long range, long range, long range, long range. If only growing sport is long range, long range growing everywhere, PRS, blah, 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 hunter this, long range. Oh, production class, this gun, that gun. Only ones making money today are long-range stuff. The, the gas guns are static. So how do you tip a toe into the long-range craze that's happening two, three years back now, right, with your AR and revitalize your AR? Well, we're going to extend the range of your AR. We're going to make your AR a long-range gun now. And it will. It absolutely works. That was, But they focused on that AR. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, yeah, we got it here in this caliber, but what will it do over here? And I know they did it, but they never promoted it. They never balanced that equation. 
And all Frank's looking to do for me personally, because I have the platform, I have the stuff, and I have means and resources, is I'm trying to balance the 224 Valkyrie equation. And I almost think, and I know it's happening, that's happening with the PRS guys. They're getting out in front of it. And because of six millimeter, they're doing it with the arc. So you already see guys playing bolt gun early, early and often with the arc because it's factory, it's available. It's a lot less work than doing like the dashers and those kind of things. And if they can kind of mix and max an arc platform and replace sort of a dasher platform, that's where that balance comes into play. I'm all about the balance, man. I, I'm all happy to be balanced and stuff. And so I see Merit here like in, in this, you know, people tried with the Grendel. The Grendel in my mind was too light. The Grendel should have been the six, uh, you know, maybe a 22 Grendel, 25 Grendel. 25 would be good for a Grendel. If you could do something in the Grendel in the 25 world, that's where you guys would probably score. Get Grendel Brass. Heck, maybe even get Arc Brass and try your 25s. You know, I know you guys are doing stuff with the Blackjacks and they're doing the 25 Creed more. But, I mean, the 6GT, I always said that, like, Mark shoots the 6.5x47. I have my mousing field as a 6.5x47. I jumped into that toe early on. I never liked it. To me, it was small and great little caliber and it was inherently accurate. But it was slow. And why did I feel that way? Because I went out and immediately bought factory ammo. And factory Lapua in 6.5x47 is super accurate, but super slow. If you look at me, man, my theme is speed, right? So it's super slow. So I sort of kicked that guy to the curb. And I always said to everybody, that round is a better 6mm by 47. Grendel could either be your 22 or your 25 and bring that guy back versus your 6.5, too big. You know what I mean? It's just that too big. Why was a 260 fan, right? Got your 308 case, neck it down to a 260. Woo, Frank's happy. I'm still shooting the 260. In fact, when I went and cleaned the range up, I found like two cases of 260 and I was like, God damn, I got two cases of 260 that were hiding under a tarp. And so I re-screwed all my 260 barrels back on so I could play with ammo and run around the block uh, and shoot up my 260 ammo. My Tikas are 260. You know what I'm saying? So the balance of stepping that 308 down to a 260, 6508, improved the caliber, right? The cartridge. So... This is where I think this sort of shift in balance because we're shooting farther, we're learning, we're seeing speed, we're changing our twist rates up a little bit. Um, the gain twist wins, dude. The gain twist just wins. I mean, think of every... I, I, I've gone into every, right, 30 cal, 6.5, 6 millimeter, and 22. I have gained all of them. And 338, actually. I've, three, I've gained 338. 30 cal, 6.5, 6 millimeter, and 2.23, or 22. So I've gained twist every one of them, and it makes life better. 
So why the world production-wise hasn't followed, I don't know. I mean, you guys listen, it's just, but you're not. And so I just think that that fixes some of that twist rate question when people are trying to settle on a, a, a bullet weight. But even like Frank Green was saying, part of the problem with these twist rates inconsistencies is not weight like we normally do. This heavy goes to this twist. It's length. This long goes to this twist. While this heavy is this short, this long is this light. And that's where that balance has to come in. So while you, I, and Bartlin and those guys are talking over here, you manufacturers who are building barrels and stuff on your guns, factory shit, you're still over there in 1978. Dude, it's 2020. Two. Two. You got to go and catch up. Stop doing the same thing. Yeah, you can. It's all this average, right? We can average anything. But man, if you go and get on it, it don't care. It reloads easier. There's so many benefits to fucking gain twist in a barrel. I, I, I mean, honestly, and, and I get it. It's anecdotal. I don't have a freaking computer and a machine. I'm not tracking with Doppler, but I'm telling you there's benefits. I've been around the block long enough to have seen AB. I can Pepsi challenge this, man. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at. But the the, the gain twist... Let me eat every kind of friggin' bullet out there for that Valkyrie. And it loves it. And no drama. And I got good speeds. I mean, I'm getting great SDs. Where's the issue? And it's easy. It's doing it in the machine. It's internal ballistics. We wouldn't even have to think about it other than put that number in your program. But ah, you guys are slow, man. You guys are too damn slow and not listening. But anyway, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to sell it. And I'm curious with the arc. I mean, I don't like a six millimeter. Like I said, I'm running the limited six millimeters that I am. But what I did see, saw that Wilson recon and I've shot the Wilson recon before and I like it. It's a great gun. I think Wilson's accuracy is one of the top tier in an AR platform. So I'm almost curious about maybe I should grab, I can always grab an upper from somebody, I guess, um, a good Craddock or somebody. Craddock makes good shit. I would go with a Craddock. And maybe I'll put together an upper and just see how it goes, especially because Mile High has so much of the ammo. But I'm curious, you know, what's going on? So let me know your thoughts. I I get it. Like I said, I'm, I mean, I know everybody, there's a certain element of people, the the, the Frank haters and the Facebook crew who want to come on and and, and they want to make fun of me because I'm still sort of in the Valkyrie camp. I'm completely aware uh, um that it's dead my kids kids will not see it and i'm not trying to promote it other i'm playing with it because i really do enjoy it it's cheap enough and it's easy enough to work with and and so why not i'm already there i was three quarters there i went in the other piece but I, in no way am i asking anybody out there to do this you know that's just not where i'm at it's not like hey man instead if you are gonna do it and you do want to go down that six millimeter arc, look at the balance. I mean, guys, you should be able to, with chassis around the world, you should be able to get a barreled action, even take an old 308 or something and rebarrel it. But get a barreled action 
and throw the, the barrel on it and see what it does and use that as a test bed, you know, and, and kind of play with it that way. I mean, I've been playing barreled actions a lot and even the last five years, it's like barreled action, barreled action, barreled action, barreled action, unless it's a barrel for the AI and then that I had to do the bolt, you know, but now I got a 6.8 bolt. Army's going to shoot a 6.8 something. Right? They just signed that new squad automatic weapon, those SIG and the whole thing's in the 6.8 platform. They're putting pressures up to 80,000. Like Chris has talked about in the podcast, pressures are coming up. Look at that 277 Fury. They're, they're, they're moving in a direction to increase pressures because they're changing cases, they're doing stuff. And if we can get those pressures and speeds up safely, there's some benefits, man. Speed wins. You know, we're, we're getting there. So that's where, that's where I was at. Um, one other quick little thing. I'm going to change direction a little. Had a, had a good time. Went out, went out last Friday, Thursday, one of those days. Oh, I forget what it was with, with way to shoot handguns. That was welcome. I needed to get back into that. Um, I'm, I got it. I got a fucking push, man. I got an anticipation push. I, I haven't touched a handgun in so damn long. Like the cool thing is I have, I call them the Porsche ones, but they're the, um, I have those three-inch Sniper's Hide stickers. They're the gray with the orange square, and they have, like, the logo in the head, and then they say Sniper's Hide at the bottom, and they, they look like an Ipsic. To me, that's, like, a perfect target for me. You know what I mean? I just go and slap that guy up, and it gives me my fine in my course, gives me a nice little aiming point, and it, and it allows me to focus in. And so Chris and I were able to play some different games and then play around with some different accuracy things and come back, and, and we did some walkbacks. But it was great to kind of revisit this to get back into that well-rounded marksman, you know, handgun, carbine, long gun, that that kind of deal, and, and put that stuff back together and dance with it. So I was psyched to pick my handgun back up. I shot my SIG M18, the Marine Corps one there with the red dot on it, and I was dude, I was the trigger's such a long brah. Like I always curl those. I I I kind of rotate those freaking big old crazy military triggers like the Beretta and the SIGs and stuff. It's kind of like this big, um, it's almost like I'm, I'm licking a bowl of frosting or something. I kind of move my finger in this loop to, to, to do the double action that way when you do it and all that. But, um, God, they got such crazy triggers. I was like, damn, this trigger sucks so bad, but it was accurate and I was hitting good with it. And I was like, cool. Then I had my, um, my older Glocks, which were fine, and replaced barrels on those, and those were shooting well in the red dots. And um, it was a nice drill. One of the nice drills is because I just threw a bunch of handguns in a bag, and one of the red dots, the battery was dead, which was awesome. So then we were working drills using the back of the pistol and sort of framing it for more in the room, kind of like, you know, bigger index, put it on here. I find... For me, I, and this goes back to the rifles only days. This goes back to the night vision, the military and the guys that came in down there in the limited handgun we did with them. Um, and we did do some others and, and had people that were guest instructors that were the primaries. And then we just acted as secondaries um, in there. I kind of feel the way my, I center it on my body and I put punch out that, my body position helps me uh, quite a bit. Uh, now, granted, you can't always have that 
perfect kind of admin body position that I'm playing with. But um, if I punch out straight, I can almost close my eyes and still shoot. And in, in, I do really well with it that way, um, just from repetition. But what Chris and I were working on were, you know, base plates and plates in the backs and the frames and looking at the different parts of the pistol and how they matched up to the uh, target and then, you know, what the results were. And, 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 and there's definitely some mirror, like one of them I found, you know, like with the red dot has a, has a design kind of thing, whatever you want to call it. It has some design feature. And I can even see that and use it and just punch out and punt the design feature on the target. And it, it generally puts it, you know, a little high, but right where you want it and the type of thing. So that was fun. And we'll keep doing that and, and play a little bit of handgun and jump into it. But God, it's been forever since I touched any of that stuff. Um, I've just been so neglectful with my handgun. But after that comical performance the other day <laughs> when I was at Pawnee, it was like, oh, shit, I better go practice my handguns again. But it came back pretty quick. So I was psyched for that. All right. Hey, guys. Um, Crossfire videos are out. We, uh, we're still doing some stuff. I'm putting together a bunch of guns and scopes and reviews are coming. I'm shooting the Leopold, uh, 7 to 35 Mark V with, uh, John Pinch reticle. John, I like that reticle, man. You did a really good job on it. Uh, I was zeroing it up yesterday. I was shooting it out a distance yesterday and, on the target, it's a nice, clean reticle. I really dig that Mark V uh, reticle um, out there. So, you know, kudos to that as I as I make my way through my processes and my reviews. And once this wind gets out of here, I'll have more videos from outside. Like, I'm ready to jump out and go do that. The bitches is the wind just makes it so... I mean, as it was, you guys were complaining about the crossfire video because I had the mic on the table and Chris and I were talking past the mics without the mic on us. Then in episode three and four, we put the mics up and everybody was so much happier. So I don't want to do wind noise. You know what I mean? The wind noise will be terrible. Uh, but it was cranky wind and all that shit. But I took a lot of stills. There's a bunch of pictures on Sniper's Hide. Uh, AIAX224V is alive. It's on the hide. Go check it out. Anything else, man, let me know. Hit me up. I'm here. I'm available. I got to talk to Colin Fossen. I'm sorry, Colin, man. I know you listen and all that, and you guys are doing shit. We got to talk to Garmin's. The new Garmin came out, the Tactic 7. It's a touchscreen version. I ran the Garmin. Love it religiously. Garmin's my favorite. Um, smartwatch and with the AB in it. Garmin, you know, put me back in love with applied ballistics, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying using it. And, and things like that. Also, speaking of applied ballistics, shout out to Brian. Uh, what you doing on Facebook, man? Uh, I really dig sort of uh, re-releasing the book stuff in little small nuggets and sort of myth busting or whatever you're calling it. But your your little bite sized chunks that are going out every day on Facebook, excellent job. I, I enjoy uh, looking at those and seeing the seeing the comedy that ensues after you say something. You know, it's me and you all over again. You just got a thousand more people doing it. <laughs> But anyway, no, uh, all seriousness, um, kudos to AB for for uh, the media that they're putting out. It's content, guys, right? It's it's like, don't take, give. And I appreciate that he has that and he's doing that. That's some good shit, that Applied Ballistics. So if you're on Facebook, go follow Applied Ballistics. It, it looks good. I, I think that's a, a worthwhile follow. 
uh, from what Brian's doing. And the thing is, I don't agree 100% with everything, but who cares? That's my fucking cross the bear, not his. So there we are. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Thanks for everybody who is like, oh, Frank said nasty stuff about people. It's like funny. But anyway, and and you know what? Here's the goofy part. Just to kind of side piece this a little bit. So, there, you know, you get the, I get the crowd that comes out after those rants that says, Frank's just trying to stay relevant. I don't know what that means. I need somebody to explain it to me. You know, define relevant. Because last time I checked, I'm out there, I'm talking with people, I'm engaging, I'm trying, I'm doing stuff. We're experimenting. I mean, I'm sitting down with guys that are coming back and forth. We're 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 brainstorming. I might not be participating in everything you see, but I'm participating with people you're around behind the scenes and we're looking at this every day. On top of that, Sniper's hide reaches, I don't know, let's go conservative. Average the year out, because it changes. 750,000 unique users every month. So I'm reaching with just Sniper's hide. 750,000 unique individuals. Just the website. Not my social media. Not my YouTube channels. Not anything. Not even the podcast here, which has had like 1.5 million downloads. So... I would like someone to define relevant. Frank's just trying to be relevant. Frank's just jealous. What am I jealous of? Like, you guys are insane. You're fucking mental gymnastics to try to justify looking like a bunch of fuck-ups. And it's funny, too, because here's the thing that kind of got me. So East Coaster came out west, shot the match. Enjoyed it. And then went back and looked at what they're doing on the East and went, eh, we need to change that. And so they're, they're kind of asking for changes exactly like I do, but he's using, you know, he's kind of, hey, I had fun and, you know, would anybody consider? No! Right? Can't change it. Gotta keep it the way it is. But they want it. That's the point. Enjoy.